Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk program with John O'Connor. Later in the program, arrangements for the 2022 ICMSA North and East Cork AGM in Mallow. Future Beef Programme Advisor, Ms. Ashling Malloy, Chagask, Sandfield Mallow, and details of the department payments to sheep farmers and glass payments issuing now. First, Dairy Gold confirms October milk price. Dairy Gold has maintained the October quoted milk price at 57.5 cents per litre based on standard constituents of 3.3% protein and 3.6% butterfat, inclusive of bonuses and VAT. This milk price equates to an average October farm gate milk price of 74.9 cents per litre, based on average October milk solids achieved by Dairy Gold milk suppliers. The quoted milk price for October based on EU standard constituents of 3.4% protein and 4.2% butterfat is 62.7 cents per litre. A Dairy Gold company spokesperson commented that, quote, dairy markets have been stable in recent weeks, despite significant inflation, which could potentially affect demand. Market returns this year have been at historic highs, and this is reflected in the continuous strong milk price being paid. The spokesperson went on to say that the Dairy Gold Board would continue to monitor markets closely and review milk price on a month-by-month basis. And that referred to Dairy Gold confirming the October milk price. Dairy Gold has maintained the October quoted milk price at 57.5 cents per litre, based on standard constituents of 3.3% protein and 3.6% butterfat, inclusive of bonuses and VAT. The situation is being reviewed on a month-by-month basis, according to a statement issued on behalf of the Dairy Gold Board. On 16th of November 2022, the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnell, TD, announced that the 2022 GLOSS advance payments had commenced. Just under €113 million Euro in advance payments is now being made to just under 32,600 farmers who are participating in the GLOSS scheme. And the Minister, Minister for Conlogue, on 15th of November announced the commencement of advance payments under Year 6 of the Sheep Welfare Scheme. Minister McConnell said he wanted to announce that a total of 15.5 million euro had commenced issuing to some 17,500 farmers participating in the sheep welfare scheme. 
He said these payments reflect the change to the reference year he introduced last year to ensure that the reference year would better reflect the level of activity on participants' farms, given the passage of time since the introduction of the scheme back in 2016. Minister McConnell said that the extension of the sheep welfare scheme over the previous two years and the change to the reference year reflected the commitment of the government to the sheep sector in Ireland. 17,500 sheep farmers are to share 15.5 million euro in advance payments under year six of the sheep welfare scheme. IFA Environment Chair Paul O'Brien and IFA Hill Farming Chair Colleen Keneally met with representatives from the Department of Housing, Local Government and Heritage recently to voice farmers' concerns in relation to the proposed EU nature restoration law and its impact on farming. Paul O'Brien called for a full impact assessment to be undertaken to understand the implications of the proposed regulation on agriculture. Paul O'Brien said farmers need to know how many hectares of farmland would be impacted and the scope of the proposed restoration measures on these lands. And the IFA Environment Chair, Mr Paul O'Brien, in his other role as Smart Farming Programme Leader, is encouraging farmers to download a new Smart Farming Guidance Note to learn about technologies which can be implemented on their farms. Mr O'Brien said there are a number of technologies now available to farmers, some of which are relatively low cost, which can help reduce farm inputs and labour and simplify farming processes. Mr O'Brien said... Any technology which helps to cut down on a farmer's workload or reduce their impact on the environment should be seriously considered. More information available on the IFA website, Smart Farming Agri-Technology. Mr Paul O'Brien. OK, look, Smart Farming ends about 2013-14. When this was started to be developed, there was a glaring kind of opportunity of a link-up between the EPA and farmers. And so they approached the IFA and it was a program that was developed to see how we can make differences. The differences being is that how can we help the environment reduce, um, I suppose, potential emissions loss and improve water quality. But also the core thing is to make savings at farm level. So it's a multiple benefits approach. For people, our listeners, to avail of uh, smart farming technology, must they have, for example, a smartphone to start with? And if they don't actually have a smartphone, perhaps when you point out how useful a smartphone can be, they'll make inquiries and uh, you know, learn how to operate one. Because with the age profile of Irish farmers, a lot of farmers are still a bit shy of the internet and uh, that type of technology. Yeah, well, I think... You know, as we, Christmas coming up, there's always a good opportunity there for the Father Christmas to deliver presents to farmers, young and old. Um, maybe smartphones might be one of the things that they might consider. And because as we move to, uh, you know, effectively you have a computer at your fingertips, you know, um, and now with the ability to download apps and, you know, to give you a very, very good information source at your fingertips as you're walking around the farm sitting on the tractor um, you know is able to do things for you to help you manage your farm Um, so there's a number of very key things there that you know are are smart farming and the first thing i'd say to you john is is that you know people should go on to the um 
IFA's website, which is smartfarming.ie. And that will give you a good idea of how this program works. That, you know, but the very simplest form of this is if you have a smartphone, you can download apps that will help you and your business to you know, have core benefits. The core benefits is it will make life easier for you, um, but it was also track the inputs that you're using at farm level. And uh, thank you very much indeed, Paul. Mr Paul O'Brien, IFA Environment Chair and Smart Farming Programme Leader. Thank you very much indeed, Paul. Restriction zones are in place to protect the sector as avian influenza H5N1 has been confirmed recently in the Monaghan turkey flock. The department continues to advise strict adherence to the precautionary measures against avian influenza bird flu. Recently and proactively, the Minister and the department introduced enhanced biosecurity and confinement regulations under the Animal Health and Welfare Act 2013. A department statement points out these regulations require all flock keepers to implement enhanced biosecurity measures and confine all poultry and captive birds in their possession or under their control in a secure building to which wild birds or other animals do not have access. Stringent biosecurity remains key to protecting poultry and captive bird flocks from disease. The department statement goes on to point out that poultry flock owners should remain vigilant for any signs of disease in their flocks and report any disease suspicion to the nearest department regional veterinary office. The Department of Agriculture point out that the Health Protection Surveillance Centre has confirmed that although the H5N1 subtype can cause serious disease in poultry and other birds, the risks to humans are considered to be very low. However, members of the public are advised not to handle sick or dead wild birds and to keep their dog on a leash in areas with sick or dead wild birds. It's important, the statement goes on to note, there is no evidence of a human health risk associated with the consumption of poultry meat poultry meat products or eggs. The department reinforces the need for vigilance and biosecurity and continues to closely monitor and assess the disease situation and says it's in regular contact with industry stakeholders. The department has been liaising closely with the poultry industry in recent days and will continue to do so. Part of a statement there from the Department of Agriculture, Food in the Marine, Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Miss Ashling Malloy, Future Beef Programme Advisor with Chagask Sandfield in Mallow. First of all, Ashling, welcome to the programme. The Future Beef Programme, could you tell us something about this Future Beef Programme and indeed your own role in it? Sure, John, and thanks very much for having me. So the Future Beef Programme was officially launched back in December 2021 um, by the Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine. And it is the network of 22 commercial and two non-commercial, mainly suckler beef farmers, and they're located right throughout Ireland. The objectives of the programme are to create more sustainable and profitable farms, to reduce greenhouse gas and ammonia emissions in line with our national targets, to improve water quality and to improve biodiversity on these farms. So I'm working as a technical advisor on the programme with farms in the southwest, and that's along with Gabriel Trier, who's based in the northwest, and Martina Harrington in the southeast of the country who's also the programme manager. And our role as advisors is to visit these farms every month and we work with the farmer and their local advisor 
to help improve, as I say, the financial, environmental and social sustainability of these farms. And the, the aim is that these farms can demonstrate to other farmers how to make changes that are going to make their farms more money while reducing their impact on the environment. And this will help meet, um, us meet our climate targets. And this will be done through a combination of farm walks, discussion group visits and media publications over the next few years. That sounds an excellent programme. Now, Ashling, where are the farmers based? You've more or less said they're based you know, right around the country. But where would uh, most of the farmers be that you'd be dealing with as clients? Yeah, so um, as I said, there's 22 commercial and two non-commercial farms. And they're in almost every Chagas region in the country. So the local ones in County Cork would be William Kingston, who's down in Inton Gerrig in German League. Uh, we've Prentice Creedon in Clondraheed Macroom. Ger McSweeney is based in Turing Bond, just outside Mill Street. Keo Sullivan, who's one of our organic farmers, is in Moran Abbey, just outside Mallow. And Ed Curtin is based in North Cork, up in Whelan, um, Newmarket. And they're, I suppose they're mainly suckler beef enterprises that are there. Some of them are finishing bulls under 16 months of age. Um, there's some of them finishing heifers at 20 to 24 months of age. There's Wienland producers, Wienland stores, dairy calf beef enterprises. And there's some Wheeland store farms included in that as well. Approximately how many farmers would be involved in the programme, we'll say, in your own region, in the Chagas region that you're operating in? So in, um, I, I'm kind of covering a couple of different Chagas regions and I'm dealing with 10 farmers altogether. But in the, the Chagas Cork East region, there's three farmers in there and there's two in Chagas Cork West region. Cattle are being housed, of course, at the minute. So in relation to lying space, how much space do cattle need in the sheds now that they're going into the sheds and, uh, you know, some harsher weather possibly down the road? Yeah, definitely. And really important point, John. So um, lying space is extremely important. And just because cattle might look warmer and cosier in a pen together doesn't mean that they're actually performing well. And this is something we're focusing on on the future beef farms at the minute. So work from Chagas and Grangewood and across the world has actually shown a 20 kilo difference in carcass weight of 650 to 700 kilos for steers that are housed between two to three metres squared. Um, And like that's massive, that's per head. And if you multiply that by a number of cattle in a pen um, across a number of pens in a shed, it, it adds up significantly. And it's a very simple thing to do. You just measure up the length and width of the pen, multiply them to get the area and then divide it by the recommended space allowance for each animal category. So, for example, your suckler cows will need about three metres squared if they're on flats and about four to five metres squared on straw. Um, any calves under 220 kilos will need 1.7 metres squared, ideally on straw bedding. Any weanlands under 300 kilos will need about 1.35 metres squared on flats and 2.4 metres squared on straw. Any weanlands between 310 to 450 kilos need about 1.75 metres squared on flats and 2.7 metres squared on straw. And any finishing cattle will need around 2.7 metres squared on flat and 4 metres squared um, to, uh, on, on straw to allow for an increase in growth over the finishing period. So those would be the recommended spaces for cattle in sheds at the moment? Exactly, you're spot on. It's important to not allow drafts, but at the same time, there should be air circulation in indoor spaces, of course. A hundred percent, yeah. And, and that's really, really important, particularly for calves as well. So um, ideally, you'd measure up the, the air inlets in your shed and the air outlets in your shed. And there's a, a little bit of a, a complicated calculation, but it can be carried out um, to assess based on the numbers of cattle in the shed, how much airspace they'll actually need. And um, based on that, then you can decide if any changes need to be made to the, the shed. So in most cases, we'd see um, there mightn't be enough of an air inlet. And something simple like pushing sheets out from, from the bottom of the sheds or 
maybe cutting a little kind of slit just between the, the top of the shed and down to the sheet or maybe removing a sheet or a bit of space sheeting or something like that will usually solve it fairly simply. Um, the other thing you can do is one of the smoke bomb tests. So you go in when all the cattle are in the shed and um, like the smoke bomb, kind of walk around the shed with it so you can see what way the air is flowing. And ideally, all of that smoke should be cleared within two minutes of lighting it as well. And if not, there's a potential um, ventilation issue in the shed. That sounds a very handy idea indeed to make sure that you are getting air circulation without having a draft and all aiming towards the stopping of uh, pathogens or other things spreading in the air and indeed for the animal's own uh, comfort when large numbers are together. Turning to silage sampling, how much is it to actually take a sample and what information is derived? What would some of the targets be for good quality silage so the results of your test and uh, how should you go about taking your silage sample so a um, very important thing as well this year john especially um with the cost of inputs and they're continuing to rise as time is going on so it costs around 32 euro for a standard silage sample this year and there's a lot of information that comes back such as how dry the feed is and um, you'll get an indication of preservation from the ph you can assess the fiber content of the silage and there's other metrics as well but the two most important are the DMD, which is the dry matter digestibility. And this is a measure of the nutritional quality of the feed and the crude protein as well, which is obviously vitally important for, important for growing cattle. And this information allows diets to be balanced with the correct quantity and percentage protein ration to make sure the cattle are going to perform as they should over the winter and um, leave a bit of money there that they can grow on for next year. And um, so the target for good quality silage is over 70% DMD and over 13% crude protein. And there's quite a mix in the silage sample results that we're seeing coming back so far this year. And a good few of them are actually below where you'd like to see. So unfortunately, that's leaving a bit of a, a um, farmers in a, financial, um, a financially awkward position is probably the best way of describing it. So um, something on the financials, the difference between feeding a 350 kilo animal, your 72 DMD silage, would only be with supplementing with only half a kilo of ration, um, whereas if you were feeding a 66% EMD silage, you'd have to give them two kilos of ration. And the cost difference at the minute at ration at 450 a tonne is 25 cents per head per day, just between the different quality silage and balancing them with ration. And it mightn't sound like a whole lot, but this will add up to just under 40 euro over a five-month winter, or under 400 euro for every 10 weanlands on your farm. So if you, if you make good quality silage on your farm, um, and you have it there in, in the yard, it's well worth the 32 euro to test it, see if there's a chance that you could reduce your meal bill this winter. For anyone planning to have heifers at 24 months, what's the importance of this and what would the main targets to be reached be? So, um, again, a really important point, John, and the, the most important area we see for, for heifers over 20, 20, calving at 24 months is really that first winter and looking after them to make sure they meet their growth potential. And calving heifers at a 24 months of age is a really important part of the, the Future Beef programme as well. So um, just some of the, the background research on it, if you change the age of calving from 36 months to 24 months, it can actually increase the net profit by 75% per cow, mainly due to more cattle being available for sale, and it's one less group of stock on the farm. And along with that, the environmental side of it, it can reduce the carbon footprint on the farm by 12% per kilo of beef produced, because, again, the animals are more productive. Um, however, nationally, unfortunately, we only have 23% of our beef heifers calving at, 20, at two years of age in 2021. And this is despite having similar calving difficulty to heifers calving at 36 months. 
and they actually all end up with a similar mature weight anyway, regardless of your age of having. And some of this data was taken from over 130,000 heifers by ICBS, and it showed that only 39% of heifers, um, the thir- sorry, 39% of heifers that calved at 24 months of age reached their fifth parity, but none of the heifers that calved at 36 months of age had a fifth calf. So that's really important. Like it's more profitable and it's better for the environment. So these heifers should have gained at least 1.1 kilos up until weaning and ideally should gain 0.6 kilos a day over the winter period, or that'll be about 60 to 80 kilos. And this would mean that they can be bred at 15 months of age at around the 380 to 420 kilos or 60 percent of their mature body weight. And in-calf heifers should weigh over 540 kilos at housing. But in all cases, maiden and in-calf heifers should eat a balanced diet over the winter and definitely should have adequate lying and feeding space. They should be dosed and vaccinated as necessary. And really, they should be penned separately to mature cows to prevent them um, from being bullied away from from the feed space. And um, these are going to be the priority stock for for early turnout in spring as well, if weather allows. An amazing amount of uh, very good information there. Thank you very much indeed, Miss Ashling Malloy, Future Beef Programme Advisor with the Chagas Sandfield Mallow Office. Ashling, thank you very much indeed. Thanks a million. Next, County Ploughing News. Miss Caroline Jennings, PRO for the Cork West Ploughing Association. Caroline, welcome to the programme. Details are forthcoming ploughing matches. Yes, John, thank you very much. Carmore had to cancel the ploughing match last weekend due to the weather. But I do have a fixture for you. Um, Kilbritton Ploughing Association are holding their annual ploughing match on tomorrow, Sunday, the 20th of November. That's weather permitting. On the lands of Bertie Omani and family, Bolton Nakin, Kilbritton, and the air code is P72K065. Now, ploughing will commence at 10.30 a.m. sharp, and the entries have to be with Rachel on 087-624-6713 by noon today, Saturday the 19th. Now, the contact number for there is 087-624-6713. Okay, John, that's it. Thank you very much indeed, Ms. Caroline Jennings, PRO for the Cork West Ploughing Association. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you, John. Next, Cork East Ploughing. Mr. Philip Cotter, PRO for the Cork East Ploughing Association. Philip, welcome to the programme. You've an update now on some recent ploughing. Thanks, John. That's right. Um, we have results from Bally Field, which was held last Saturday the 12th. It had to be cancelled the previous week due to bad weather, so it was held last Saturday the 12th. Numbers were down because Saturday isn't very suitable day for a lot of ploughmen, but in any case, we had a fine day and it went ahead and these are the results from Belly Field on the 12th. And the senior opened first, Linda Stone, second, John A. O'Donovan and third, Michael Linhan, fourth, Michael Hannon. The senior reversible, first, Michael Witcherly and second, Paddy Harrington. Under 28, Jamie Hayes and under 21, Noel Nyhan. The ladies, Deirdre Nyhan. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Phelan Passer, the single for a vintage, several slimming, three for a match, Jim Barris, Houses Under Fatty, Jeremiah Delaney, Local Reversible, three for for a Killian Parkery and local three for a conventional Simon Coveney. As you can see, John, there was quite a number of single entries that was due to the day and the and the number of people told. So um there were still winners on the day. Now we're moving on from there today as we <coughs> later on today, Trooper House, we had to cancel on Sunday as well, the thirteenth, and we opted to go for today, uh, Saturday. And uh, hopefully, weather permitting, we'll be going ahead today. But tomorrow is Kilbrain on the lands of Patrick Ahern, Kililke, Cecilstown, by his kind permission. And we, again, a very prompt 11 o'clock start because the, the evenings are closing in and all classes catered for, food in the field. And we, um, anybody <coughs> wishing to plough, it will be signposted from the main Mala Killarney Road up by Longville. And it will also be signposted from the Limerick side through Budvent and Liscarroll and that side to Kilke, Sisselstown on the lands of Mr. Patrick Ahern. So that's t- tomorrow, Sunday, 20th. And we're hoping to be down later on today at Tupper House on the lands of Coleman Cronin by his kind permission, weather permitting. And the same case tomorrow with Kilbrin, weather permitting, which we're hoping we'll get through. So that's it, John. Until next week again, we hope to have the results from both those two matches if we can go ahead. Thanks very much. Thank you very much indeed, Mr. Philip Cotter, Piero for the Cork East Ploughing Association. Next, the fortnightly Carberry Muckler Report. 
Hello, my name is Laura and I am bringing you the Carberry Mocker News. Last weekend saw members travel to Tullamore for the 56th Queen of the Land Festival. Well done to Sophia Kingston who represented the Carberry region. The Carberry round of both the ladies and men's five-a-side soccer competition was held recently in Dunmanway. There were a number of entries on the day and congratulations to Kilmeen on winning the men's competition and to the ladies team made up of members from Inishannon and Kilbritton. These teams now go forward to the national finals in Dublin on the 27th of November. Members are also taking part in Movember to raise money for a number of men's health charities. And congratulations to Clonakilty Mockra member Karen McCarthy, who along with other Mockra members from all over the country, made it to Everest Base Camp. A great achievement. Now some upcoming dates for your diaries. The Carberry Round of Capers will take place on Saturday the 26th of November in Rossmore Theatre. A great night of music, dance and comedy is guaranteed and everyone is welcome to attend. On the 4th of December, Barry Row Mockra will hold their truck and tractor run and the f- registration is from 11pm in the Barry Row GA grounds with departure time of 12.30. Entry is €20 Euro with proceeds going to Clonakilty Community Hospital and Marymount Hospice. So as you can see, Mokra has something for everyone. So if you are aged between 17 and 35 and would like to join or want more information on the upcoming events, please contact us through our Carberry Mokra social media pages on Facebook, Instagram or on our brand new TikTok account. Thank you. And thank you, Laura. Miss Laura Woods, the Carberry Mokra Farmer Radio Officer. We are joined on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme by Mr Morris Walsh, ICMSA, Irish Creamery Milk Suppliers Association, Chairman for the Cork North and East Branch of the ICMSA. Welcome to the programme, Morris. Now, you are chairing a very important meeting coming up fairly soon. Yes, John, and just to say I'd like to thank, uh, take this opportunity to thank you and uh, yeah, Dairy Gold for taking this opportunity to uh, mention and highlight this, what I can only describe as a very important meeting taking place next Wednesday night, that's the 23rd of November, uh, 2022, at 8.30pm in the High Burning Hotel. It's our AGM, as you say, John, from the Cork North and East of the ICMSA. Uh, the meeting will be held in Mallow. And on the night, we are privileged, I suppose is the word I'd use, uh, that we'll have our General Secretary, that's Mr John Enright, will be joining us for his presentation on the night to highlight some very important um, matters arising in farming for the year coming of 2023. He'll be, uh, he'll be highlighting uh, items such as, of course, these words we've learned to adapt to in the last couple of years, climate change being on the top of the list there. And also as well, the big changes that are coming down the road for CAP uh, as well in 2023. So John Enright will be there on the night, That's a, as I mentioned already, in the Mallow, in the Hibernian Hotel, Mallow, uh, and that's Wednesday the 23rd of November. We know that there's a lot of changes coming. Um, it is very important that I'd encourage all farmers and to attend this meeting now. And I'd also encourage as well maybe non-members of the organisation of the ICMSA to attend. And it will give farmers uh, a taste of what this organisation is all about and how they work behind the scenes. And, and you know, uh, everybody in any role of life of, or any business, John, you know, 
come into problems, let it be with uh, uh, the Department of Agriculture and Food or with uh, finance or whatever, health and safety will take it, anything. That will all be discussed on the night. And, and again, John Enright will be there to have an open floor discussion on whatever is touched on the night. Um, and again, Wednesday, the 23rd of November, 2022, in the Hibernian and Mallow. I mentioned about the cap, the new changes in cap, but, you know, they're, they're even in that, like, the entitlements are changing in 2023. And uh, night trades is a big, big word again that, that will be changing. And John Enright has a, um, a an unbelievable knowledge of of all things that are happening um, on that all the on the topics on the night, John. So we look forward to to everybody uh, coming there. I, I I'd stress if you could make it as uh, you know on time at eight thirty because the nights now are getting dark and and you know weather is not in our favour. You know we won't delay too long on the night. There'll be refreshments there as well, teas, coffees, and light refreshments being served as well. We won't go into the the, the late hours of the night. So eight thirty is the time for that meeting in uh, the Hibernian Hotel in Mallow. Of course, your general secretary, Mr. John Enright, he's widely acknowledged, I would say, as one of the state's leading experts on the intricacies of CAP and 23rd of November, half past eight in the High B Hotel in Mallow. That'll be an excellent opportunity for local farmers to ascertain their own position regarding any queries relating to their entitlements or basic payments and all the intricacies of CAP. And as you've referred to there, Mr John Enright, he is really a walking uh, source of all kinds of knowledge and he'll give a pretty good answer to any questions which come up. Yes, of course, and and, and, and he'll give farmers um, a chance to, you know, to, you know, to put up their hand or, you know, or maybe ask after them. Like, not everybody, you know, like, would like to maybe, you know, um, we're not all maybe open to speak on the floor, but if they want to, you know, stay back after the meeting, that's no problem whatsoever. Again, I can't stress how much privileged we are to have Mr. John Enright joining us on tonight. You know, he comes from many, many years of uh, even his, you know, all aspects of farming. But, you see, like, farmers might not realise what's happening next year, and there's different opportunities for farmers um, to to gain back um, their entitlements by doing different uh, things on the farm, like you've got the ego schemes, you've got Chris, you know, uh, of course he'll touch on A and C as well, they're, they're, they're all there, there as well, so... It is very, very important that you make it on the night um, because so much changes are coming on board and there's so much happening. You'll get it all there on the night, Wednesday, the 23rd of November, in the High Burning Hotel in Mallow. And again, please, please, if you can make it on the time, 8.30 p.m. is kick-off for that one. Now, a very important election will take place at the meeting. In fact, there'll be an election for a few offices on, on the night. That's at Wednesday, 23rd of November, Hibernian Hotel Mallow, 8.30, but an election will take place of a number of officers. Yes, of course, and, and thank you for highlighting that, there. Yes, uh, we'd encourage um, more people to get involved in the organisation now, and, and female farmers as well, because, 
you know, it's not only all male dominated and we're so lucky that I believe that there is one or two female farmers that are have their names in and it's brilliant, absolutely great to see that, you know, that, that the ladies are getting involved with the organisation as well. So the election for the North and East Cork, uh, that'll be there as well. So there is a chance for, you know, for a chairperson, the vice chairperson of this, and also secretary of, of the organisation for the Cork Northeast and uh, as well. And also as well, there'll be a ratified for six national council members selected from the areas as well. So I'd encourage all farmers, like just like myself, you know, it's a great... And, and, and park, the, park farming to one side. Even just to meet in this organisation, I found that now I'm, what, 14, 15 years involved with the organisation, meeting farmers, discussing with them. You, you know, you might think you have a problem at home, um, but when you meet and talk to other farmers, it makes life and it makes matters at home a lot, lot easier. And um, so I'd encourage everyone to, you know, to come to meeting, number one, and get involved in the organisation. It's a massive organisation that touches not only on, even though it's Irish creamy milk suppliers, there's beef, there's tillage, there's pig, there's sheep, all over, all different aspects of farming in there as well, John. And remember, of course, our motto being the family farm, and that's what we pride ourselves on, you know, keep the family farm going. It's a, it, The organisation highlights that, that, that that's our motto, uh, that, that, that the family farm is the number one backbone in agriculture, John. Of course it is, indeed, the whole rural fabric and uh, the rural economy. Mr Jerry Doody of Mallow, he'll be acting, I believe, as secretary at the uh, Cork North and East AGM of the ICMSA, and that's Wednesday, 23rd of November, 8.30, venue, Hibernian Hotel Mallow, and uh, Mr Jerry Doody, secretary in attendance, I believe, at the meeting. Absolutely, and Jerry, of course, in your, uh, like just like myself, many many years of of the secretary of the organisation, and Jerry, of course, uh, no stranger to the agricultural scene, and again another man with mass knowledge of 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 the of the agricultural scene. Jerry, of course, is our, is our secretary there, and uh, he'll be there on the night as well. And you look again, just just to, to just to highlight this meeting next Wednesday night. Even though you're not a member of the organisation, come along, come along and see. We, we welcome everybody to this to this meeting, you know, to see what what goes on and what's happening on the ground, you know. And farmers, I know it's hard when you come in from a day's work, maybe, and you know we're all tired and you like to sit down. Let this be the one meeting that you attend. That's all I would say because the the the, the privilege of having John Enright and of course maybe Jerry Doody there as well, you know, to have an open floor discussion of what's happening and what's coming down the road, John, in 2023, all will be discussed Wednesday night, the 23rd of November. Before we began broadcasting, Morris, speaking to Mr Morris Walsh, chairman of the ICPSA in North and East Cork, you were saying any listener who has a query about attendance or eligibility to vote on the 23rd of November at the High B, that any queries should be directed to the ICMSA head office and their number is 061 314 That's 061 314 If anyone has any doubts as to whether they might be eligible to vote, because this is a very important um, meeting. You'll be voting for local officers. And the old story, you know, if you don't come and vote, well, then you can't complain about the wrong person, you know, getting in. Absolutely, John, that, and that goes for, for, for anything, whether, whether you're in a GA organisation or whatever you're doing. Um, if you're not there, there's no point in giving out afterwards. We'll say, oh, God, who voted him in? Yes, indeed. The organisation, the ICMSA, their office is based in the John Feeney House in Limerick. 
And again, to highlight their number is 061-314-677. Now, there's a staff of over 14 down there. Your call will be answered straight away. And just say, look, is it okay if I go? And what do I do to have to vote if you've got any concerns or whatever? I would encourage you to ring the office. But please, next Wednesday night, the 23rd of November, in the Hibernian Hotel in Mallow, make it for 8.30 p.m., uh, light refreshments being served, and of course, again to highlight John Enright's appearance there, General Secretary of the ICMSA. Well, that sounds perfect. And of course, your good self, Mr. Morris Walsh, the ICMSA North and East Cork uh, Chairman or Chairperson. Chair, you will be actually chairing the AGM of the North and East Cork ICMSA, set for Wednesday, 23rd of November, 8 30 in the High B in Mallow. And of course, uh, People should make it a business to go there because this is a great opportunity to ask questions about any of the schemes and at the same time have a voice in electing officers for your own region, be it North or East Cork. Thank you, Morris, very much indeed. Thanks a million. Thank, thank you, John, and thank you. And thanks to you, your sponsor, Dairy Gold, for always being, being at hand as well to help the organisation, the ICMSA. Thanks a million, Morris. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Mr. Aidan Brennan, Dairy Editor, Irish Farmers Journal. First of all, Aidan, welcome to the programme. Now, Thanks, pre- you're very welcome, Aidan. Now, preparing for winter weather despite recent mildness, that's a warning you've given in the Irish Farmers Journal. Could you point to some ways, some steps which might be taken to minimise the threat? And indeed, you could refer to some possible threats despite the current mild patch. Yeah, John, so, I mean, it has been particularly mild and wet, and indeed the wet is a problem in many cases, as, as you know, the land is saturated, there, there was a lot of, um, you know, rivers are high, so the risk of flooding is high, and indeed some um, farms have seen their farms, you know, water tanks and, and soil water tanks, lorry tanks indeed even filling up with water from eaves and sheep flowing, because they're just not capable of, of dealing with the deluge of water during those really heavy downpours. So fixing uh, shoots and eaves and making sure, particularly in vats and roofs, you know, that they need to be sized appropriately so that they can take all the water in the roof that comes in those real extreme, you know, the, the type of thunderstorms and severe downpours that we've we're seen you know, over the last few weeks. The other thing, I suppose, is, is in terms of temperature. So we know it has been mild now, but like that's not guaranteed to last all winter. So um, it's important to insulate pipes, make sure that that taps and, and trucks to, to sheds and, and even if there's cattle out, out in the field still that they're um, insulated so that there's always going to be a flow of water in those temperatures. I suppose the big risk is that those pipes burst. You'll you'll have a lot of problems on your hands as soon as the water, the, the weather thaws a bit and the frost thaws. So uh, it's important to get pipes insulated, taps insulated and um, and I suppose keeping water out of the tanks is a, is a key priority. And we're so aware of climate warming, of um, climate getting hotter, etc., in some parts of the world. Nonetheless, we could still have uh, extended periods of snow and ice and uh, typical, traditional bad winter weather. So very important we would take those steps you refer to there, Aidan. Another issue linked to energy, energy security. Would you recommend farmers, if they could afford it, consider getting a generator of some sort, have a, a backup generator? And if so, one or two tips. I know in the journal that's uh, covered, but getting a generator, is that uh, practical for many people? Well, particularly for dairy farmers that, that need a, a, a supply of power, so number one, to milk the cows, and secondly, to keep the milk cool. Um, it is a, an essential requirement in many cases, particularly that farms that are exposed or have a history of losing power due to storms and whatever else. 
And as you mentioned already, there is an added risk this winter of, of blackouts due to um, insufficient power in the national grid. It's an issue, it's an issue that's been covered widely in the, the general media uh, and indeed in the farmers' journal. But we're, um, yeah, look, I mean, in terms of advice, there's, there's two options available. There's the, the PTO-powered ones, which farmers will be familiar with. That goes in the back of the tractor. Um, that, that they turn the PTO shaft in and it, it generates power in that regard. And that's connected up then to, to the farm's electricity supply. The other option then, which is kind of more larger scale farms or, or particularly larger dairy farms or peak and poultry units, they're going for these standalone generators where they have their own engine, their own diesel engine in general, generally, and um, that generates the power itself. They have automatic current, uh, transfer switches, so as soon as the power goes, these machines kick in. Now, they're much more expensive. We're talking 10 or 15,000 minimum spend for these, whereas the smaller PTO uh, tractor ones are, you know, around four, five, six thousand euros, depending on the spec. Thank you, Mr. Aidan Brown, dairy editor, Irish Farmer Journal. Thank you, Aidan, very much indeed. Talks and negotiations are continuing on the Black Sea grain deal, which has made it possible for the exportation of over 10 million tonnes of grain and other foodstuffs from the Ukraine since the agreement was signed in July of this year. The deal is extending for a further six months, unless one of the parties gives notice to terminate or change. The Russian Federation suspended its participation in the deal at the start of the month. However, it's understood following Turkish advice, it returned to the negotiation table. It's understood that negotiators are now working to remove obstacles for the exportation of Russian Federation food and fertiliser. It's felt that a deal in coming days could further stabilise food prices and soften nitrogen fertiliser prices if uh, Russian Federation trade is facilitated. New rules on the sale of animal health medicines will not now, it's understood, come into force from 1st of December as had been planned due to problems with the proposed legislation. Serious concerns with the EU legislation, as it's currently framed, were raised by the Joint Eurocratic Committee on Agriculture. Farmers are to be banned from burning bushes on their farms next year, 23. The Department of the Environment derogation allowing the burning of agricultural green wastes, such as tree trimmings on farms, ceases on 1st of January, 2023. No derogation is to be given for next year, Minister Eamon Ryan has previously insisted, and a feasibility study examining alternatives to burning has only just begun. No completion date for this study has been given. The CAP Strategic Plan 2023-2027 to inclusive, which comes into operation on 1st of January 2023, includes significant changes under land eligibility classification, sub-features such as scrub, trees, woodland, habitat and rock, which are deemed to be delivering a biodiversity benefit, may now be deemed eligible for the purpose of receiving your basic payment, or what will be known as the Basic Income Support for Sustainability, BIS, under the new CAP plan. These beneficial features can now comprise up to 50% of the reference area of that parcel of land and be deemed eligible for payments. Scrub is an area characterised by vegetation dominated by woody plants, but it may also include grasses. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Charlie McConnell, TD, has announced that the 2022 Gloss Advance payments have commenced 
just under 113 million euro in these advance payments are going out to farmers numbering around 32,600. The Minister encouraged any farmers with queries in relation to glass to direct them by email to the following. The first four letters are all capitals, glass, G-L-I-S, at agriculture.gov.ie and the at agriculture.gov.ie are all lowercase. 2,596 Cork farmers to share €8,756,631. And that's the Farm Talk programme for now. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks to Barry O'Mahony, News Editor, 96.3 FM News, and also Marie Tuig, 96.3 FM News Reporter, as well as Laura Woods for the fortnightly Carberry Regional Mockwa Report. A special mention to Marie Tuig for creating the Farm Talk podcasts. Most importantly, thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.